they might not be there every week, but they there are names that people know that you can bring in to bring eyes to your product to really cement these new guys that you're going to try to push. Because there are guys lower on the card that are not going to get to AEW. They're not going to get to NWA, WWE, or New Japan. So they're going to definitely be traveling the indies. And they'll come back to Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor will take them. That's that 10 15% we were talking about. But I think they do, like you said earlier, I think they do have to team up with another company, at least at first, so they can get some names involved that they don't have to sign huge contracts for. And NWA would be perfect because, that honestly, that's a good portion of their old roster, for the most part, that's at least true. some of them. Um, and they, like, they, they've defended NWA titles on the show before too. In fact, I think they just recently defended the NWA women's tag team championships on the show because it was their tag team champions against the allure, which is, um, Angelina love. And then I'm drawing a blank on her name, but, um, I, I, cause they had a thing on YouTube that I watched. And so I know they have somewhat of a working partnership with Mandy Leon. That's what it is. Um, so I know they have a working relationship with ring of honor or with NWA. They just got to, you know, use more of it. Uh, last thing to really talk about, obviously the big thing is where is everybody going to go? And we just talked about who we think, or, you know, how many we think are going to leave. So who are the biggest names? We already kind of touched on a little bit like Dan Housen and stuff. Biggest names you think are going to leave and where they're going. I think EC three and Dan Housen both go to a W. I, th- I think the, the Briscoes, no, wait, they're NWA. Never mind. I don't know their roster as much as I should. But I, I think don't think the Briscoes are, go anywhere, actually. Now, the Briscoes probably stick around, go to wrestle with NWA. It, it just depends because they're money, though. Like, they're the names. only problem is, and this you know came out a little bit after this all happened with ROH, they had a tweet out there that was kind of homophobic, and they might be in some hot water. So um, yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to be signing them anytime soon. Yeah, they might not. So that uh, that's the only one where I'm like, I don't know if they end up going anywhere. I do think EC3 is a good fit for AEW. I also think he might maybe go back to Impact Wrestling. I could see that happening. I think Impact needs him more. I hope some of these talent go to Impact Wrestling because God, please, they need the talent. Um. Dalton Castle, I think he's NWA bound for sure. Uh, I can see Kenny King going back to Impact Wrestling. Uh, PCO, where do we put PCO? NWA? I think NWA. Yeah, that sounds about right. Trying to think. Uh, Where do we put Miss Bennett? Where do we put Mr. Bennett? Uh, NWA. Yeah. I mean, Miss Bennett, I think, would fit in really well in AEW, but I think NWA is the best bet for both of them. Matt Taven, I could see him going to either AEW or uh, Impact. They have a pretty strong women's division, it looks like. You just don't really see it 
put on as much. Um, Rush is probably going back to New Japan. Probably. I mean, and, and that's the issue, like I talked about earlier. Like, if they sign contracts with New Japan, yeah, they can do one-offs. Or unless they Ring of Honor gets absorbed by New Japan, it, that could be the goal too. Yeah, we don't know. Like, because I think that would be a smart move from on both ends. Ring of Honor, you get a little bit of extra money backing you, a known commodity for decades in Japan that wants a foothold here in this country. Because I don't see NWA or AEW buying Ring of Honor, but I kind of see New Japan buying and and keeping the Ring of Honor name to bolster their American influence here. It's kind of funny. I just clicked on their alumni page. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Maybe like the Bruce Cruise podcast? Then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you. So your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions and remember Bruiser Nation stay good because I'm always good to go back to the point of they don't have the roster they used to here is the first page of their alumni page Adam Page AJ Styles Alex Shelley Beretta Trent uh, BJ Whitmer Brandy Rhodes Brian Danielson, Bully Ray, Christopher Daniels, CM Punk, Cody, Cody Rhodes, Colt Cabana. Jesus Christ. There you go. I mean, everybody's gone. Everybody. And heck, if you go to their second one, it's even worse. Frankie Kazarian, Jeff Cobb, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Nana. I don't even know who Nana is, but eh. Punishment Martinez, now affectionately known as Damian Priest, Samoa Joe, Tyler Black, now Seth Rollins, and Velvet Sky. Just to give you an idea of what their roster used to look like. Uh, And that's the big problem right there. Right there. They they just can't hold on to people, which is why I think they, they need to merge with somebody. Wrestling has grown so much in the past decade. Like Impact's got its following. AEW's around. WWE's always been there. People in this country watch a lot more New Japan. I think they need to merge and join up with one of these more storied companies. Like, yeah, Ring of Honor's been around since what? For two decades? Pretty much. But they've never broken through. 
I yep. think they need one of those larger companies that has that has name recognition. Because if you don't follow indie wrestling, you might not even know Ring of Honor exists. I mean, I talked about it earlier. They're on at midnight on Fox. Like, that's not a good... And they need to work that out, too. I was going to say, speaking they, of, is Sinclair think, to, to, to blame for any of this? Is who? Sinclair, basically Fox. Uh, I mean, I want to say yes, but at the same time, they have a lot of shows, and they probably didn't have faith in the product, and that's why they put it on at midnight. They know the hardcore wrestling fans are going to watch it, and they weren't concerned about the ratings at midnight, because, I mean, who is? Here's my only issue. They were putting it on that time slot even when it was good. That's true, too. They never, even when it was really good, put a lot of faith in that show. That's my only issue, is the relationship never got better. And now it's getting even worse. So I do think there is some blame that even at its peak, Sinclair never did that much to really broadcast, or not broadcast, but promote Ring of Honor the way that it probably should when they had the talent. And so maybe that's the reason why they're not getting as much of the talent as they are now or that they did have. Um, but I definitely think they have some of the blame, but I think the full, the majority of the blame goes to ring of honor. For sure. Because if they would have made it, well, no, cause I mean, even with the talent they had, they were on at midnight. I, I think it's 50, 50. Yeah. I think ring of honor wasn't able to keep people. And Sinclair didn't want to put them on a better time slot. And, and that's going to be key. And that's another reason why they need that merger. Because if you merge with a new, I keep saying this, a new Japan, for instance. <laughs> and I, I think even aside from NWA, I think that makes more sense for both companies. Because, I mean, Ring of Honor guys and New Japan guys kind of go hand in hand. And there's a lot of honor involved in New Japan. But there's also that grit and realism and hatred between wrestlers that you don't see in Ring of Honor. Like if you just want to watch pure wrestling, okay, that's Ring of Honor's for you. But that's a very small piece of the pie of wrestling fans that just want to see good wrestling because I love watching good wrestling, but I need I need something behind it. And Ring of Honor hasn't had anything behind it for a long time, not since everybody left. I wonder if they would at least consider a team up with Impact. Maybe then the Impact World Championship would actually be defended on another program. I mean, it's... Oh, wait, it did get defended on Rampage that nobody cares about. That's right. Except that match was amazing and people watched Rampage. Rampage... <laughs> On Friday was the second most watched Rampage since the first one. Okay, people care. People care. <laughs> it's just hard, especially when it's so taped after Dynamite. Uh -huh. People on the internet like to spoil things, and now you know all the results. And it's like, oh, these matches were okay, but I'm gonna go do something else on Friday night. <laughs> but I mean. This week, for instance, all oh, those matches were legit. I'm definitely watching that. Like, even if result, even if it was live, I think a lot of people we'd have the same amount of viewers for Rampage 
that they had because I mean, who wouldn't want to watch Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston? Like, are you a wrestling fan if you wouldn't want to watch that? Like, that would be my question. So do you think there's any light at the end of the tunnel for Ring of Honor? I like to hope so. I, I didn't, damn, like, I'm going to say it again. I, I think New Japan's that light, man. Can you imagine if they get good again and they get, like, up there? We're going to have to cover that, too. Ugh. I know. I didn't want to say it, but I have to. We're going to have to have like multiple nights here in a minute if this all works out well. We need Ryan back. He needs to be on the show so that we can swap in and out. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Come on, Ryan. Uh, all right. So let's take a quick little break. Um, we'll plug the merch again. When we come back, talk a little heel turn wrestling, which you are watching to the turnbuckle on, also on our own Facebook page and also on Score On Air Network. So, please, by all means, like and share and subscribe to all of those pages, but mostly ours, because you love us and you like us and you want to be our friends. Please, please, love us. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick little break and let McCarthy indulge himself by talking about merch. 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 Merch, 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 merch. Speaking merch, of merch, merch, shower curtains are now available on kingcustom.com. Ooh. So all you buckle buddies or buckle brigade can think about to the turnbuckle while you're taking a shower. Or the Bruce Cruz podcast. Or the Bruce Cruz podcast macabro. I don't or think the Buckeye they, I, Bro Show. I don't think they... <laughs> or, or Red Flag. All of those things. I don't think they want to think about that. What, Macabro? Yeah. I mean, we talk about zombies and all that. Uh, I mean, that's fair. But still, some people like that stuff. Yeah, to each their own. But let's take a quick little break. And we will be right back. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and To The Turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. In sports... You want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star. Somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player, that is an all-star. 
That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. Okay, so that was a little bit longer of a break than we expected, but we had to. I was, had to do some teaching for a second or explain what we do because this is still a media school. So you know, sometimes people might come in this room and I have to explain what the heck we're doing in here because apparently they care what we're doing in here. Dang it! I thought we got over that. Why do they still care? Apparently they care. I mean, I'd rather them care than not. I mean that's fair, but like as long as as long as they don't care when we um go on our rants and have a a few bad words to say. Well, damn that it, happens. Damn it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we do have a little bit to kind of cover still, so we're kind of kind of run through this. We still got plenty of time though. I think we'll get through this pretty well. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's talk about raw because, like I said, we're gonna save ramp or dynamite. <laughs> I keep getting them mixed up. We're going to save Dynamite for last. So, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Did you get to see Monday Night Raw? I did get to see Monday Night Raw. Did you enjoy Monday Night Raw? Yes. I did, yes, too. Yes, I did. I actually did, too. I thought it was a pretty good show. All right, so let's start off with the opening match on Monday Night Raw, and that was Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch retains... Was that the right decision? I think it was. I think this is one of the rare instances that they're going for long-form storytelling, and the one hump that Bianca Belair cannot get over right now is Becky Lynch. And I think when she gets over that hump, it's going to really feel like, okay, they didn't waste this time they made it mean something because it would have been very easy to give bianca the title right back because it's only been since SummerSlam. november just started it's only been a couple of months since becky lynch came back i think this is their attempt to do another long form story like they have with brock lesnar and the entire or not brock lesnar roman reigns and the entire smackdown men's roster i think it i i, I agree with you i i do think it was the right decision the only thing I'll say is this. I think the biggest thing that's kind of screwing them over is making the decision to screw her over in 26 seconds. That's the yeah. only reason this is kind of a back and forth of, well, is it the right decision? Is it not the right decision? It is because I agree with you. I think the long form storytelling is the better way to go here. The only problem is people are already seeing it that they screwed her over with the 26 seconds and now it's just become this constant they're screwing her, they're screwing her, they're screwing her, they're burying her. And so now, you know, the smart marks think that she's getting buried because, well, she lost in 26 seconds. Well, she lost here. She lost there. She's never going to win. But like you pointed out, once she finally gets over the hump and she will, then it becomes more important because of all the times that she kind of got screwed over. 
Whoops. And I, I think the problem with these smart marks are they, they worry about, oh, Becky won. But the question is, how did she win? She didn't dominate Bianca Belair by any shape or form. She barely escaped. That's a prime example of putting someone over without losing your title. I'm pretty sure every yeah, match we, they've had, she's only escaped by either a roll-up or, um, well, like in uh, Crown Jewel, I think she pinned, what, Sasha? I think so. So it, that's that's the caveat to it that they're not really paying attention to is they've honestly, aside from like the 26-second one where I can understand you would maybe not feel this way, they've honestly protected Bianca pretty well. They have. Because... She's like you said, she she lost by the tight pull here or the tight, you know, pulling the tights here. She didn't lose at Crown Jewel because Sasha took the pin. The only one that you can really point a finger to that she kind of quote unquote lost was the 26. They had one after that, though, or one before that, though, but I can't remember what pay-per-view it was. I don't remember. Either. Why am I drawing they a blank? There was one after SummerSlam, but before Crown Jewel. What the hell was it? Uh, was there? Or am was I it going Money co- in the Bank? No. no that was, that was the beginning earlier. of the year. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But, like, uh, you get the point. Um, Anything else? No, I think that's about it. I just think people need to relax and remember how pro wrestling works. They, they, and and last night is an example of WWE can make pro wrestling work when they want to, because <laughs> that whole show was phenomenal. That's the problem. People don't think they want to anymore. I mean, nice like this kind of prove it, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It definitely does. It's like, why can't we get this kind of stuff every week? And well, I, I will tell you thing. I th- I think this, if the writers agree. I think this opens up to putting Bianca at the back of the line and putting other women in that spot with Becky to try to get more than five women over on the roster. Please, God. They are are struggling (sighs) getting anybody but the four horsewomen and Bianca Belair over. And they need to start. They need to move away from this feud and give some of these younger women on this roster a shot at Becky Lynch, even if they're 10 minute matches and Becky destroys them. Especially now, because opportunity, especially now, because you think about who they're missing and who they're eventually going to get back. You're not going to get an opportunity like this anymore. Whenever you get Bailey back, when you get Oscar back, um, so you got to strike now while the iron's hot or else, you know, when Beck, when Bailey comes back and Oscar comes back, we know what's going to happen. You're going to push them straight back up to the top of the card. Why not I see mean, what you've got right now? And, and that's a fair point. And, and, and that could be why Bianca hasn't won yet. Yeah. Cause you know, we all want to see Becky Lynch and Oscar. Because we didn't get to see it because Becky Lynch was pregnant. So she gave her the champ. Well, she didn't give her the championship. She gave her the briefcase and revealed the championship was in it because she was pregnant. That's a match everybody wants to see for the championship. So that very well may be why Bianca didn't win on Raw and didn't win on Crown Jewel. They're saving Becky and Asuka. I wonder if they're willing to put Asuka and Bailey on the same show. 
I think they should. I'd put them both on Raw. I think they'd bring a lot out of each other. Because the first, the first, if when, if and when Bianca wins the championship, and I fully believe she will, I think her first feud should be Bailey again. She needs a super strong heel like Bailey. And Bianca has grown leaps and bounds since she feuded with Bailey before. Not that she was a slouch then, but she's a natural out there. She's so good and she's gotten so much better since that feud with Bailey. And they can have a non title feud while Asuka and Becky are feuding for the championship. And the winner of that feud between Bailey and Bianca can move and wrestle Becky or Asuka, to be completely honest. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions com and remember Bruiser Nation, stay good because I'm always good. Uh-huh. Alright. Uh, let's talk about that main event next. Big E defeating Kevin Owens in the main event. They had a cut. They had a, uh, a moment in the ring with Seth Rollins and Big E setting up for that potential match whenever that match is going to take place. They wanted it. They tried to have it happen that night, but Seth said, no, I'm not doing it. I've been through two hells. I'm not doing it. I'm tired. My body's breaking down. I'm not doing it. Do this on my terms. Are they going to have that match in Survivor Series? No. Are you sure? It kind of seems like it. I mean, don't they usually do champion versus champion in Survivor Series? Normally they do, but like Survivor Series is in a month. Honestly, not even that. Not even a couple weeks. And we haven't really built any brand supremacy type stuff right now. So I'm kind of getting curious. That would not bother me one bit. Me neither. I would, I would be totally for focusing on the champions and doing a 10-man tag from Raw and a 10-man tag from SmackDown. And like like I talked about last week, let Fuse develop from that. See what you like from it and go, oh, okay, these two can feud now or this team can feud now. Like I said, that's how they used to kind of do it, to give us that little little bit of interesting feuds in between I mean, Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. My only question is this. Why the hell is Kevin Owens in the middle of this story? Why? Because he hates Seth Rollins. He hates him with all the passion in his pinky and every other piece of Kevin Owens because he is full of passion out there. I think it's a way to very bulbous pinky, but really his pinky. I mean, it just felt like the right thing to say at the time. Okay. I guess my big question is, did they, did they say that Seth can just, challenge whenever so in the middle of that main event i got very nervous because he grabbed he's holding on because no to answer your question no they didn't um but he was holding that folder you know the contract and i'm like really 
they're going to treat this like a money in the bank situation. I got real nervous because when he hit uh, Big E, I was like, oh, come on. Are they really going to treat this like money in the bank, even though it's not money in the bank? So I don't know what. Technically, they are still kind of treating it as money in the bank because he can, I guess, use it whenever. But hopefully it's not like money in the bank where you can use it at any moment at any time. Like you would actually have to set up an actual match. But I don't know, man. I really don't. I'm kind of scared a little bit. Me, me too. Money in the Rollins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that I think that would be my only non-complaint if they go with you know champion versus champion of Survivor Series. Yeah, and I think I also wouldn't complain with Seth getting the better of Big E being able to cash in whenever he wants after he goes to battle with Roman Reigns because that makes it kind of makes sense then. You know, they're old friends, him and Roman. Maybe they talk about it beforehand, unbeknownst to us. I don't care what you do to him, Roman. Destroy him, Roman. That way I can be champion. Then we can both be champions on different shows so we don't have to be involved in beating each other up. <laughs> that, that, that would make logical sense for old friends to do that for each other, especially since both of those old friends are heels right now. Would I thoroughly enjoy Big E losing that quickly? No. no. But I don't think I'd scream to the mountaintops that Big E lost to Seth Rollins if it makes logical sense by having the head of the table take everything out of Big E. And Big E could even get the win. Big E's no slouch. Nope. But if Seth can, you know, cash that in whenever he wants. That might make for a good story, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. What did you make of uh, Kevin Owens' promo? I think it was before the match where uh, he said something. I don't remember the full word, but he said something to effect of whether it's three months or three years, he was going to give everybody everything he had. I think he's playing with us all. I think that that was like in the middle of the show because I believe that was right before um, the tag team match. Yeah, he cut that promo, and I think he's trying to keep us all from knowing what he's doing. And maybe he doesn't even know what he's gonna do because yeah, he's got a bunch of friends in AEW, but he's got a bunch of friends in WWE too. I mean, he's well respected and well loved in that locker room. You can tell by everything that he gets involved in. And it's almost seems like out of the blue all the time with Kevin Owens when he gets involved in a major storyline. It's like, where the hell did you come from? Like like the question that you asked, why is he thrown into this? Because it's freaking Kevin Owens. You can stick him anywhere on the card and he's going to do his best to make it entertaining. It just didn't work with Corbin because, well, that gimmick doesn't work. That gimmick is terrible. Just terrible. I heard the shudder in your voice as you said that. <laughs> because he could be so much better. Hey, God, but he won't. Stupid ass gimmick with this stupid ass oh, lackey. You said ass. At least, at least it's not Nakamura with Rick Boogs who stole stole half of my name for my finisher. It's right there behind me. 
You're just just mad because he can play guitar and you can't. I could give a shit less about that. I knew (laughs) since I was in high school, I couldn't play guitar. I'm long past that hurt feeling. I'm mad that he said (laughs) back in 19 back in 1920. Yes, back in 1920. I want to know how he spells Cruz. You still can't find how he spells it. If he spells it like that, I'm suing. (laughs) Speaking of Cruz, (laughs) good segue. Ah, Damian Priest defeated T-Bag. Oh, I'm sorry, T-Bar. Um, in a no... (laughs) I'm sorry, I heard that on another podcast and I had to say it. Because at this point, I'd care as much about T-Bar's name as T-Bar does. Uh, but Damian Priest defeated T-Bar in a no-DQ sequel uh, from their matchup last week, which I thought was good storytelling by WWE. T-Bar throws a chair last week. Now this week we have a no-DQ. See, that's how it used to be. You would have something would happen last week, and then the following week you would do a no-DQ because it makes sense. What do you think about the new Damian Priest? I like it. I, I I like the calm, cool demeanor, but then he's going to turn it on when he has to. I, we need to see that from Damian Priest. Now, I saw a lot of the IWC bitching. Oh, great. We got another badass on the roster. Well, for one, who cares? For two, Damian Priest was already a badass. He just wasn't getting pissed off. Now he's at the point where I am the United States champion. Damn it. You will not treat me this way. And I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah, I I dare you people to tell the old Damian Priest that he wasn't a badass. Yeah. Go right ahead. Like, come on now. Can we be serious for just a minute? Plus, like, are are we really going to act like throwing a chair at somebody is not a viable reason to get into beast mode? I know, right? Like, like, and I mean, it's not like it was a folding chair. It was one of them damn commentator chairs. It hurts. Yeah, so it's like, I'm sorry that he had a reasonable reaction to having a big ass chair thrown at his head. Excuse me? Yeah, it makes sense that you would get really pissed off. <laughs> it, it really does. Um, I got to give priest a couple different credits number one i agree with you i do like the new damien priest and it, uh, like you said i like how he's calm cool and collect i i like it because at first i thought he was turning heel and i was like ah which by the way i like his new entrance too yeah i like that too that was pretty legit that's pretty I legit realized, like the archer of infamy is a cool name but i don't think it's going to take damian priest anywhere and i think they realized that they gave him some new theme music a new video he doesn't do the archer thing even though he legit is an archer it's like (laughs) it wasn't going to get me over let's move on and do something a little bit differently i think it fits him really well and plus if you're going to debut a new version of you i think that's the way to do it um but anyway I, I thought he was going to turn heel when he first did it because it was like, man, he's beating the crap out of uh, T-Bar. But I I like how they kind of pulled back the reins a little bit. I like how he is that calm, cool, collected because he's not. Maybe he's not. To me, now he's not a heel. Now he's like you said, he's a baby face, kind of like what Batista was. He was never a really heel, but he would get fired up and, you know, just absolutely maul somebody. But he's still a badass. 
Like he's he's a baby face, but he's a badass. I like that. Well, and what other people don't seem to realize is is like ever since Priest has been on the main roster, he's almost had that happy to be there kind of mentality it seems like in his character like, like yeah of course you're happy to be there but that doesn't really translate well for very long in professional wrestling you have to evolve and change a little bit and i think he's it, and it makes sense that at this point since wrestlemania i mean it's been six months not eight months something like that it, you would need to get to a point where you're no longer just happy to be there now he's making statements Especially so because I do think they're going to put him in that world title picture at some point down the line. So you you oh, gotta you gotta make him look more legitimate. Not that you can't have a character like that and not have them be legitimate, but it, it it's a rare thing in wrestling. Like it, there's nothing wrong with being that comedy act. There's nothing wrong with being that go lucky happy guy. But if you want to be champion you kind of have to have a little bit more of an edge to you. And they've added that to Damian Priest. I mean, because, I mean, Big E is a fine example of that. Yeah, he can do comedy. He can do, hey, I'm happy to be champion. But you don't want to piss off Big E. Right. He's shown that many times. And and that's all we need to see from Damian Priest. You can still be, you know, calm, cool, collected, chill. Chill as hell. He's probably the most chill dude on the roster. <laughs> but uh, Bro, I have to respectfully well, disagree. I mean, he's close. Just <laughs> Riddle does things extracurricularly that helps him be all chill, okay? <laughs> I'm sure Damien does too. I'm sure they all do because it helps. With I think the him and I think him and Priest are up. friends. Probably. Oh, I've seen pictures of him, him Priest, Riddle, and Riel together lately. That's hilarious. You know, Rhea had to borrow his pants. I did. I, that's, that's why so I said I saw pictures of that. I was like, that's kind of funny. And what a stand up guy. I know. What a guy. Yeah, you can use my ring gear. Stupid airplane <laughs> losing your stuff. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They went overseas somewhere, I think, and she lost her luggage. Yeah. But the other thing that happened in this match is Apollo Crews calls next. I don't like this. I really don't. I like Apollo Crews. I like the direction they've gone with Apollo Crews. But I hate this style of WWE booking. This is the problem I have. Has Apollo Crews had a match since they've come back as the season premiere of Raw? No. Hmm. Not faced a single Raw superstar. Then why the hell is Apollo Crews getting a U.S. title shot? Yeah, because if anything, I'm not going to call him T-Bar. I'm going to call him Dominic Dijakovic. Call that him T-Bag. It's way more fun. <laughs> that was the most Dijakovic match he's had since coming to Raw. I think he deserves a title shot first. But who knows? Maybe they'll swerve us and give us a triple threat. At least they're always good at those. That's true. Uh, some other things if, that happen if, on... If, if T-Bag, that mm -hmm. is kind of fun to say. <laughs> right. Gets, gets thrown by the wayside after what he's shown these past two weeks, that's just another detriment to the writing, the, yeah. the, the writers, man. It's like, come on, give the dude a shit. Look what he was able to do. Right. He's a big, tall guy that can move, who mixed, meshed so well with Damian Priest. Not just move, the man can hit a moonsault. That's fair. As tall as he is, and the man can hit a moonsault. 
Well, Push I mean, to- how high can he get his leg too? You don't normally see <laughs> tall guys able to get their leg that high and boot someone the height of Damian Priest that's sitting on the top rope right in the face. Right. <laughs> that's gotta be the one of the biggest like ha ha moments if you're like Dijakovic. Like, <laughs> ha ha! I still got you. Well, and I mean, I'll be honest. If it doesn't give them, a, if they don't give them a shot now. They never will, and it just goes to they always play favorites there. Yeah. You're you're stuck in your spot. Uh, some of the other things that happened on Monday Night Raw, because we are kind of running out of time. Street Profits defeated the Dirty Dogs. Thought that was a good match. Uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella defeated Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. And Zelina still doing the damn voice. Why? Please stop. I yeah, get it. Like, and she f- didn't do it the whole time. Last like, there week. There was a time in the promo in the backstage area where she lost focus and went back to her regular voice. <laughs> so it makes it even worse. I, I think the character itself and what she's doing is amazing. Yeah. And I like but the addition with Carmella. I think it's a good audi- addition. Oh, it fits very well. Yeah. They, they've always kind of fit really well together, but they mesh so much better on Raw than they did on SmackDown. Because they're actually like used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's doing the damn voice again. I'm like, no, just stop. And then she had a Kofi moment and it's like, where's your accent? It was, it was, you know what? It, Cause it was kind of growing on me there for a minute in the backstage segment. I was like, all right, this isn't too terrible. And, and then, then she had a Kofi she moment. lost it for a second, and I was like, "Oh man, hey, accents are hard, man. This. They are hard. I'm not. I'm not trying to give her gruff for it. I'm just saying, like, I was getting into. I was like, okay, she might be able to pull this off. And then, like, she lost focus or whatever, and lost the accent for a second. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you might as well just drop it at this point. Uh, and then Finn Balor took on Chad Gable. Any thoughts on that one? Dude, this one, this match was great. Two, this is another fine example of putting somebody over without them winning a match because the incomparable Finn Balor had to escape Chad Gable through the skin of his teeth. He barely made it out, and he made it out with an injured leg to boot. They might be getting ready to strap the proverbial rocket to the back of Chad Gable and push him up the cart a little bit. And then thirdly, I have a question. And I swear, if a podcast steals this before (laughs) I can ask Finn Balor this question, I am going to freak out. Did Finn Balor pick his last name because of Balor the Evil Eye from Irish Mythology, who's a giant cyclops being with a laser eye? Yeah, I think we so. We will talk about on the Bruce Cruz podcast, Macabro. I think he already said he did. Like, oh, I, damn it. I think he's admitted, like, because whenever he talked about the Demon King, I think, I think like, he did say that. When he first came in as the Demon King, he touched on the, he touched on the, the relevance of the Demon King. Ah, oh, damn it. And I think he I'm brought up, like, him. Balor. Yeah. So, sorry. I'm still going to ask him if I ever get the chance because we're both Irish and we're friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't know yet. 
He just doesn't know. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Dynamite and your favorite hour of the show. Yeah. Even though it's only 23 minutes. Uh, it's okay. Uh, let's start off with CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. Go right ahead. I'll let you control this entire 23 minutes. I, th- I, th- I think this match was probably CM Punk's best match to date in AEW. I feel Bobby like the good Fish thing controlled. is we keep saying that every week now. I know, right? It's, he'll get there. Like we, I think you said it too. He's just got to get back in ring shape, and he'll get there. And I've should Bobby have won, maybe. But if we get Punk and Bobby too, now we're getting a story. Even though it does look like it's about to be CM Punk and Eddie Kingston at full gear. Yay! But no one's going to complain about that either. No, that's fair. But I, I do think we need to see Bobby Fish and CM Punk again. They need to make that a story too, because you know there's AEW's proven you can be one guy and feud with a couple different people. It, it's not impossible. Yeah, I wish they would have given Bobby the win here because I think there would have been a good story here. Of you've gone up against all these young guys, you've taken on the new the new talent. But now you went up against an old, well, not old, but like a grizzled veteran, not the grizzled vet, young veterans, but a veteran. And finally, someone put you down for it, put you put you down and you could run that storyline of does CM Punk really still have it? Yeah, he beat all the new guys and maybe got one over on him. But now the the veterans are getting one up on him and go that route. I don't know. I honestly think you saved that for Eddie Kingston. That's that. Actually, you know Kingston what? You actually got a point to beat CM Punk. And he's, you know, Bobby Fish is no slouch, um, but he's not Eddie Kingston on the microphone. No, I think Eddie Kingston can create something special after defeating CM Punk, giving him his first loss in the company. I think that's as good as Bobby Fish is. I think that's a better story. Because, yes, AEW does not ignore other wrestling promotions and does not ignore wrestling history. But as far as AEW history goes, Bobby Fish has been there a couple of weeks. Eddie Kingston, it's almost been a year and a half. So now you really can say, can he beat the upper echelon of this company? Because, like I said, I'm not trying to demean Bobby Fish, but where he is right now in AEW, he's not at the top of the card yet. He can be. But he's fairly new as well. So I think you give that win over CM Punk to somebody that hasn't really gotten a title or a lot of big feuds or even he's been in some big feuds, but he hasn't won a lot of his big feuds. I think that this is a natural way to get Eddie Kingston his first high profile feud victory because he was ready to take it to CM Punk in that backstage. And that's just the type of guy Eddie Kingston is. I think it can create some magic between those two, especially in a promo battle. I agree. All right. Dark Order defeat the Elite. Hangman gets the upper hand on the Elite after the match. Dressing up as the... uh, What's the name of the... The Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. The Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I have a couple things. Number one, the match was really good, I thought. Number two, I, I love the surprise. But number three, 
I gotta give props to Adam Page for doing the entire end of that segment while still not being being able to get out of the damn costume. <laughs> he dragged that sucker all the way around the ring and could and not get out of it. But he still time. he still did it. His feet must have been in a good enough position to where it did. I thought it was gonna trip him up. I felt I felt so bad. It's like he's gonna trip. He's gonna trip. Nope, he did it the entire time, and not once did he even remotely look like he was going to trip. So I, I had to get that off my chest. Your thoughts, sir? So I thought this match was amazing. The reveal was great. Even though you knew damn well the horse was Brandon Cutler, everything clicked. And and how could it not when you get a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 reference in the middle of a Halloween costume tag team match? That was great when they put on the proton packs and smashed everybody in the dark order. I was like, oh, no way. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Kenny's my age. That makes total sense. (laughs) (laughs) Still, though, that looked like it hurt. I know. Right. But and, and, and thirdly, I think this is my third point. The elite finally lost. Yeah, finally got outsparted, and that is soup. We've been bitching about it for a while, but they they once again they proved that they knew better than us, and they waited till the right moment so that we couldn't really see it coming. And it gives Adam Hangman Page even more momentum coming into holy cow, two Saturdays from now. Damn, like he's taking that title, and I can't wait to see it. But like, well, I'll say it again. If he doesn't win that title, they have royally screwed up. Oh yeah, royally. Sure. I'll, I'll I'll probably tirade about it for an hour on this show. Cool. So we'll put that at the end of the rundown, so you have plenty of time. That's probably or at the a beginning. Good idea. Probably at the but, beginning. But, but we're all gonna say that he's gonna win. You have to. Yeah. They have yet to let us down on these long stories. Mm-hmm. To where the the plus it it creates another story. You know. Hangman Adam Page finally gets the elite off of his back after two years finally. of getting kicked to the curb and forgotten about and shit talked about and all this, that, and the other. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions com and remember Bruiser Nation, stay good because I'm always good. And he got one over on Matt Jackson. And if you <laughs> recall, when all this started, it started because of Matt Jackson's problems with Adam Hangman Page. Yeah. So there's some crazy long form storytelling too. And then Whoa. we can get the elite turning on Kenny Omega, which is the next story. Because Kenny can't be a heel forever. No. He's a better face. He is. He's trying, but those that I love Kenny Omega. Sometimes those heel promos they hit more often than not they don't. He should go back to being, you know, stay ruthless, stay vicious, 
but you might as well just go back to being a baby face because you're never going to stand out as a heel in the elite with Adam Cole, baby, in the elite. It's just not going to happen. He's uh, he's too damn good on the microphone. I was going to say he's a game, video game playing nerd. We know you're not a heel, but at the same time, Cole plays video games too. So that logic didn't really work out for me. Oh, nice try. I tried. Nice. Uh, next. Darby Allen makes his return after MJF's match against somebody who we probably don't even care about. Calls out MJF for a match at full gear. Do we like the way this was handled? Uh, I don't know. I want to say yes. I do too, but I'm probably going to say no. These two really do need to wrestle, but yeah, I don't like how it all panned out. Like I, I like him getting his comeuppance, but the whole just full gear like really that's that's all you had to say is yeah, that's that's darby for you i i don't like that wardlow's still taking all this punishment yeah that's too dude half of his I mean, darby allen is no slouch but he's taking all this punishment for a dude that is half of his size and that whole he's on my payroll stick went out the window a long time ago so it is time for and maybe it happens at full gear that Wardlow finally turns on MJF because what he's now he's he's accountability buddies accountability buddies is is that how we say it because he stole from South Park yes yes it is how we say it with with the chairman Sean Spears like I like Sean Spears don't get me wrong but this is Wardlow this man is from Ohio he does not need an accountability buddy okay this is ridiculous (laughs) it is time to step out of MJF's shadow and show the monster that you really are on your own. I kind of bit of a bit, bit, bit. See, I even tried to say it and I just flummoxed it from the beginning. <laughs> say it one more time. Accountability buddies. Accountability buddies. Accountability it's buddies. Hard. It is. It's very hard. They do that on TV. Jeez. I know. That's talent right there. There you go. Uh, I did like the look that they gave each other. Like, what in the hell <laughs> does that even mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, I'm not. I'm just saying they, they both, both Sean Spears and Wardlow were like, wait, what? <laughs> what? I'm confused. Both kind of shrugged their shoulders at each other like, uh, okay. I love that Sean is getting like just the absolute spotlight in all of this just because just to show off his comic ability i love it yeah because he's re- he's got really great comedic time he, he he's incredibly that, funny and, and he's starting to get he's starting to click more and more he's really starting to take this chairman role into a, a, a different stratosphere he gets that crazed look in his eye and like it's it's those little things that he's probably learned from totally blanchard that took this really the chairman to a whole nother level I think the biggest thing is he's kind of going back to that Ty. Uh, um, oh, what was his name before? Ty Dillinger. Yeah, the, per- the perfect ten. Yeah, I, I knew perfect ten, but I couldn't remember what his actual name was. Uh, he's kind of going back into that mindset just a little bit, and I think that's fine. Like I, I feel like when he first came to AEW, he was trying to get so far away from that character as humanly possible. And there's nothing wrong with that. I can understand why you would do that because you don't. You moved on to a new company. You don't want to be known as Ty Dillinger anymore. You don't want to be known as the Perfect Ten anymore. 
you kind of want to make your own character, but I feel like he's starting to finally get that it's okay to be a, even if you don't want to be that character anymore, bring in an element of it because that character got so over. It really did. I mean, and you can tell that that's kind of who he is. Yeah. Like, I can yeah. See that's his Sean personality Spears being funny as hell in the back. And he's starting to bring that into his performances. Yep. All right. Sammy Guevara retains versus Ethan page. Then gets beat up by him, by Ethan page and uh, Scorpio sky. Inner circle makes the save. And now a match with America's top team. Plus the men of the year versus the inner circle in a Minneapolis street fight is set for full gear. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Probably. Maybe. Probably. You know what this depends on, though. What guys they pick from America's top team? You're damn right. Because I have no doubt in my mind that there's seven dudes that can definitely pull their end of the bargain. Oh, and a couple that can't. Well, it all depends who they pick and how much time they're willing to spend actually learning. Because, I mean, these guys that they brought in on America's top team, they're not terrible, but they haven't spent enough time learning the pro wrestling style because you know i'm not logan if you put in the work and you're a fighter and you respect the business come in i don't care it's fine but if you're not going to put in the work and you're not going to get better from a couple of months of being in there because you're a name and people know who you are and you don't have to work a nine to five so you can spend that extra time learning the ins and outs and the minutia of pro wrestling, then you very well damn better. Because if you don't, then it just shows that you don't give a shit. Working nine to five. See, this is where Logan would sing the rest of the song for me. I don't know the rest of the song. Sir. You don't know the rest of the song. You mean no? How you're the same age as Dolly Parton? Be you're both like eighty. I'd listen to Volbeat and Metallica and Fozzie, and I don't know those words, okay? Gosh. Disrespecting Dolly Parton. Shame I didn't on you. disrespect the great Dolly Parton. I just don't listen to country, <laughs> sir. All right, fair enough. Uh, I am kind of looking forward to it, but like you said, it really just, or it really just depends who they pick. Um, it could be really good or really bad. What did you think of the actual match, though, between Sammy and Ethan? Oh, fuck. Freaking legit. Match was so good. They have such great chemistry. Nice save. I know, right? <laughs> I was close. I think you actually did kind of say it, but it's, uh, it's okay. I only said part of it. It's okay. So it doesn't count. <laughs> it does if you said the part that doesn't have I-N-G. I didn't. I didn't say the whole "cuh." Okay. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> I started the "cuh," but I didn't complete the "cuh," so it doesn't count. That's semantics. <laughs> semantics is fine. It counts. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Uh, I agree, though. It was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Hikaru Shida advances in the TBS title tournament after defeating Serena Deeb. A little bit surprised by this. I thought they were going to give it to Deeb. I was a little bit too, but I can't deny my happiness that that my hero, my favorite woman on the AW roster, Hikaru Shida, got her fiftieth win, and and it's like her fifty second. No, it's only fifty. Serena Deep stopped her from getting fifty. 
Oh, that's right. So now she's the first woman to get 50 wins in AEW. She moves on in the tournament. She gets beat down and damaged by Serena Deeb. So there are questions whether Hikaru Shida can defeat Nyla Rose in the next round. And, and, and this match was so momentous to me. You can hear the sultry tones of my voice on the Bruce Cruz podcast, the only podcast to bring you pro wrestling for your ears, because I called this match. I put New Japan on the back burner for a week and called this tournament matchup instead because I love Hikaru Shida. Three. She deserved it. Three times. We've plugged it three times. I am sorry. I mean, it's been no, in the whole show if you look at my background. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I agree, though. I was glad Akarashita did get the win. I think either way, you would have been okay, no matter who you really got it. My favorite's out of it anyway, so I don't care anymore. Who's your favorite? Penelope Ford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's not not Akarashita, though. She's great. Real great. Akarashita? Yes, she is. No. Talking about Penelope Ford. <laughs> Where's Logan when I need him to make jokes that I can't make or shouldn't make? Uh. Uh, all right. And then the last thing to talk about before we get on out of here. John Moxley and I put the I made sure to phrase it this way because that's the only way that I see it. John Moxley abuses 10 in the world title eliminator match. What the hell? Well, you could have said press 10 Vance instead of number 10. Yeah. Whatever. That's why they call him 10 because of press 10 Vance. Um, I, I didn't care. Neither did John Moxley. Well, John Moxley doesn't care about anybody right now, except Renee and his little baby girl. Okay. He said it. I know he promo did. Promo two weeks ago. I know he did. I'm just being funny. Um, seriously though, like, why? Preston deserves better. He's fine. After, he are you sure? By- <laughs> are you sure? He got his ass whooped. I don't think there's anything fine about that man right now. <laughs> I mean, it's been what. Six days, he's fine. It's okay. <laughs> he might need to get a new mask. I don't think OxyClean's going to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. But I, 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 I like this John Moxley. The <sighs> savage, vicious, I'm just coming in to kick your ass. Like, it's, it, even though he already kind of had that, I'm just coming in to kick your ass going. Now he's savage about it. Yeah. I like it. I I do too. Um, I I was kind of salty because I do like Preston, but I do. Oh, who doesn't like Preston Vance? I mean, he's amazing. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's John Frickin Moxley. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. Damn Moxley, wrestling uh, around in GCW and shit. Crazy bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And did you know, he's like, I don't do ladder matches. I don't like them. Uh, Tried to get out of it. Tony Khan wouldn't let him. But he's like, I don't like those. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'll go do like get thrown into barbed wire and, and, and light bulb tubes. It's fine. It's like the weirdest thing. And C4. That, yeah, that's fine. It's like the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> I'm scared of heights, La- damn it. What do you expect? <laughs> Ladders is where John Moxley draws the line. It's the best ever. Don't make fun of people that have a free <laughs> Afraid of heights. I'm not making fun of him. I just find it funny that that's that he draws the line at ladder matches. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's not a high flyer or nothing, but still, he tries to draw the line at ladder matches. It's hilarious. It's 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 a lot of work, man, and climbing up that thing, falling, falling down off, off that thing, man. like it, it probably hurts. I don't blame Prob- him. Probably hurts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> after the fall, I saw Io Shirai taking. Halloween Havoc, yeah. <laughs> Very much hurts. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, it's just weird that they had a switch all of a sudden. Like, I get it to a point. Like, it's for the world title, so obviously he's going to be more aggressive. But it really feels like it was such a... Ra- I guess the problem for me is it feels like it was such a random switch. That's because you don't have a child. One of two things happens. When you have a child, okay. you either become an emotional blubbery mess that cries in zombie land like yours truly, or you turn into an absolute savage like John Moxley. There's no in between. Having a child changes you, man. So you don't have an inner savage in you? I mean, I'm sure I do. If anybody like put their hands on my child, I'd John Moxley their ass in a second. But I also get rather emotional during certain movies for the weirdest reasons. <laughs> like, who cries in Zombieland? Like, come on, man. Hey, I don't blame you. That's sad. It is it sad. His, it wasn't his dog. <clears throat> it was his son. My son was like six months old then, so I cried. And I'll tell everybody because I just did. And who wouldn't cry when the Bill Murray scene happened? I mean, that's fair. I don't think I cried there, though, because it didn't hit me all in the field. Well, then you have no heart. I have a heart. I, my heart goes to other places. Didn't get me in the fields. Your heart goes to other places. Yes. The fields go elsewhere. God, I, I wish Lo- oh, God, I wish Logan was here. <laughs> uh, he would be quicker on that than I am. That's uh, my only question before we end the show. Uh, d- are, does this again prove that we should have had Kingston beat Daniel? Or sorry, Brian. No. Why? No, does why? Because we're gonna see the American Dragon fight the savage that is John Moxley, and it's gonna be amazing. Who else do you put in there? Yeah, it would have been great to see Kingston. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. But God, everything that John Moxley does to Dan Brian Tang almost did too, to Brian <laughs> Danielson is gonna be something else, and and nothing against Eddie. But uh, Brian Danielson has proven that if anybody can hang with this new John Moxley, it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, we right. don't even know if Eddie Kingston can, because this is a different John Moxley than Eddie Kingston wrestled a year ago. Yeah, he's got to go through CM Punk first to really see if he can hang. I didn't say that. I did. CM, CM Punk doesn't have the wild, vicious streak that John Moxley does. Then why That's are crazy. we booking the damn match? Because Eddie Kingston needs to beat CM Punk. Okay, whatever. 
Plus, I mean, come on. After after John Moxley and Brian Danielson beat the hell out of each other for a half an hour, we're gonna see all these Twitter and Instagram posts of the battered, bloody body of Brian Danielson because that's what he likes to do after these matches. That was a lot of B words in this sequence. <laughs> battered, bloody Brian. <laughs> that was not even intentional. It just came out that way. <laughs> By golly, that battered, bloody Brian. If so, help me God. If Jim Ross doesn't say that at full gear, <laughs> damn it. I'm taking credit for it if he does. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Just like I take credit for all these commentators, you and the using the word egregious. Yeah. It start happening until we made the word popular again. Yeah. Probably. Maybe that's my that's my story. That's my story, and we're sticking to it. Corey Graves stole it from us. He stole facetious too. I heard him say it. They secretly listen and then don't give us props or share our show, and it's facetious and egregious that they would do such things. I agree. I completely agree. Jerks! It's just it's one button. It's one button. <laughs> come on! It's just one button. Love us, please. Come on. But hopefully you watching at home love us. And if you do, give us a like. Give us a share. Follow us on all of our social medias. Follow us on Anchor. Follow us on Patreon at some point. Yeah, I'm still working on that. Yeah, we're still working on that. I, I got focused on the merch. Merch, 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 merch. This has been to the turnbuckle, though. Do you have any final words for the buckle? What is it? Brigade buddies? The buckle brigade. Are they buckle brigade or are they buckle yes. buddies? I said at the beginning of the show, I have no clue what it is at this point. I feel like we change it every single week. I think it, it I believe me and Logan have been saying buckle brigade. So I think that's the de facto. Our fans are the buckle brigade. Okay. That works. Do you have anything to say to the Buckle Brigade? Yes. Buckle Brigade, check out the Bruce Cruz Podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears on all your favorite podcasting apps like Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and now Stitcher. And check out Bruce Cruz Podcast Macabro, where this week we're discussing the Luchador Serial Killer. I'm not even going to say her name. Ooh, ooh her name. You have to listen to my show. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Good tease. I try. All right. And I will tell you to check out the Red Flag Podcast. The only NASCAR podcast. podcast. Wow. That was weird. Well, what was that? I have no idea. Podcast. <laughs> I, I kind of went a little Southern, I think. The, my inner NASCAR fan got loose for a second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but check out the Red Flag Podcast, the only NASCAR podcast that you should be listening to and following because we're awesome. You can find me, Mr. Loganity Morris, and Ryan Hill on that show usually every fr- every Monday. I, I got thrown off because we did it Friday last week. But every Monday from 5 to 6. Sometimes that does vary, like I said, because we did it last week on Friday. But... Check us out on Facebook at the Red Flag NASCAR Podcast or on Twitter at the Red Flag. I think it's at the Red Flag Podcast or just Red Flag. Uh, also, check out the Buckeye Bro Show, which you can check every Thursday from seven thirty to nine thirty, right here on Facebook. We also stream live 
from Score On Air Network. So check us out there and check us out on our Facebook page. But of course, you come here for To The Turnbuckle right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on our own Facebook page and also cross-posting with Score On Air. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we miss Logan. We hope you're doing well, Logan. Um, Like I told all of you, the Buckle Brigade at the start of the show, if you can, reach out to him on Twitter, reach out to him on Facebook, send him a a well wish, if I could talk correctly, send him some positive vibes, going through a lot right now, and I'm sure, as he says at the beginning or at the end of the show, be the reason someone smiles today. I would I would like to extend that to Mr. Logan Morris. Be the reason we make Logan Morris smile today. And we will look forward to seeing you all here next week. Right here on To The Turnbuckle. Bye! Bye, Buckle Brigade! <laughs>